0: This is Update Nerd Style. Benjamin David here. I know I haven't hosted this show in a while. Uh, We've had Owen Kinnear, at H-A-D-O-W-E-N, at Hadowen on Instagram. He has been co-hosting the show. We've been doing a lot of gaming and anime and uh, stuff that I don't know nearly as much about as Owen does. But I am here today, and my co-host from Above and Batman Beyond, our other podcast here on the CBI Network, comicbookintl.com. Uh, Eli from at Batman underscore beyond underscore fan page on Instagram is here to talk about the new Star Wars teaser. <laughs> uh, yes. Rise of Skywalker. Super excited. This trailer dropped out of nowhere. As always, Disney is airtight on their marketing and uh trailer dropping, but this teaser dropped uh, Friday. Today is Sunday. So I wanted to get this out, um, as soon as possible. So here it is, uh, at Benjamin of David on Instagram is where you can find me. I am once again the co host with Eli from at Batman underscore beyond underscore fan page. Um, we are the co hosts of Above and Batman Beyond. Check out that show. Check out all the shows here at comicbookintl.com. We now have six shows on the network. Our newest show, Get Futurized, drops this week. Uh, you can find us on the Anchor app, iTunes, many other pod places. Please write us a five star review. really helps us out. Uh, and enjoy. The teaser recap of Rise of Skywalker. This is Update Nerd Style. Uh, Your host, Benjamin David. I haven't hosted this show in quite a while, but the circumstances call for for me to jump on here. And we have with us today another co-host who's never been on the show, actually, and we're proud to have my co-host and really good friend, Eli Benson, at Batman, underscore beyond, underscore fan page. Say what up. What up? How you guys doing? Thank you for coming on for this, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, Eli, Rise of the Skywalker. (laughs) (laughs) Or what is it, technically? Rise of
1: Skywalker, right? Skywalker, which I, that alone is a very, I feel, uh, kind of uh i don't know what to make of that that title like you know force awakens was very kind of uh indicative of you know you could incite a lot from that title you can cite a lot from um the last jedi but like rise of skywalker that possibly mean so uh, i i find that choice of title very interesting
0: Yeah, Star Wars subtitles are a conversation in and of themselves. Yes, yes. And um, this one is, could mean, as you said, so much. So much is riding on, you know, be it the end. And I definitely want to get into that. But while we're on the title, because it's one of the things that was on my short list of bullet points for this um, teaser, let's be clear. This isn't the trailer yet. For those listening in posterity, this is the teaser of... Star Wars Rise of Skywalker uh 2019 and yeah man so that title I was thinking that too like with the title with the opening of the trailer opening or I should say teaser opening opening is the voiceover of Luke and then showing Ray. Yes um and it tilts from her upper half with the classic Force Awakens. And it's weird to say classic because these movies are still new for us, but we're also kind of older. And, like, Force Awakens, at this point, is a four-year-old movie. So, like, this is Force Awakens Ray, if you notice. Um, I'm a collector of the figures, so I immediately was like, oh, that's the Walmart three-and-three-quarters Force Awakens Ray. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I like that
1: garb that she's wearing.
0: Um... It gets very J.J. coming back to... Full circle, I think.
1: Yes. And so what I also find interesting and, you know, maybe we'll get into this a little more later. Wait, hold on. Before
0: it... I could before we do that, though, I just want to wrap up what I was saying about the title. Oh, yeah, sure. No, uh, So it's like. With that suit and then vo- Luke's voice and the title and the fact that they open the teaser with it, it's like, is she
1: a Skywalker? And that was a very predominant theory, especially in The Force Awakens. Like, yeah. everyone thought that she was the daughter of Luke. Um, now, it could be... I mean... Well, it's, his, it's his
0: lightsaber, it's Luke talking, it's her back in The Force Awakens suit, like I was saying. you
1: know, Right, right. I mean, and technically, so if she is a Skywalker, and if she is... Uh, Luke's daughter, that would make uh, her a relative of Kylo Ren as well. Yeah, so they'd be cousins. Cousins. Yes. Right. Um, now, I find what I find interesting about this is it seems like she, like, it seems like everyone now is on their affiliate sides. Like, it seems, based on the trailer anyway, that uh kylo ren is fully even if not dark side he's not a jedi and obviously it seems like uh ray is like a jedi and she's kind of adopting that light side philosophy based on her lightsaber and her garb and stuff and i find that interesting because i feel like the last movie really tried to kind of play with that ambiguity of like blurring the lines a little bit like drew mm-hmm. some parallels between Kylo Ren and Rey and you know both of them kind of dabbled on the other side of their respective philosophies so I find it interesting that now we kind of they've stationed in their respective sides you know what I mean yeah good call like we get that little clip of
0: him rebuilding the Kylo Ren helmet right Um, because that obviously was super symbolic in the last one of him smashing it and going like maybe I'm not this maybe I'm not my grandfather right and because also you have even that the, like the let's say bio dependency symbolism that's a lot of fancy words next to together but it's like with darth vader he was dependent on that suit to breathe which is like you know indicative of him being more machine than man and more evil right so it's like clear who vader is whereas in this in that video i was telling you about and For listeners, I watched one fan theory video because I didn't want to fill up too much uh, on other people's stuff. But I found it interesting that they were saying, like, um, and, you know, this was also out before this trailer, too, of people saying that what's cool about the Kylo Ren mask is that it's it looks Vader-esque. And he's obviously modeling himself um, after Vader, but he's not biologically dependent on he can take that mask off.
1: Right, right.
0: So, like, in the last movie, we see him with that metal face. And I'm kind of disappointed that, like, those little, that, like, Kevlar metal strips that he had from Force Awakens when she slashed him. I really wanted them to keep that. Yeah. Um, But then I guess when he got sewn up, like, they were going, like, all right, he's back to potentially being more human. And I I like that ambiguity, like you said. Um, And then also even the subtitle of the last movie going, like last jedi we didn't know as you were saying they've really seemed to plant themselves and like she's going for the good you know at least in the beginning what they don't want to spoil um what might what isn't a twist in this movie is that we're starting off with like ray is good and he is bad um very simple kind of classic star wars and Mm -hmm. uh whereas last movie we weren't sure where this was going we weren't sure if Luke would even hang around as a Force ghost, really, uh, considering like how they presented him and, and the e- kind of the, the semi evil stuff that they had him do. But now Very we're hearing like him going like, we're, "I'm nope. passing down all this knowledge, and you're a Jedi, and let's do this."
1: Right. So, what in the trailer uh, specifically grabbed your attention? Because right. there, there, it's such a basic trailer, but there's so much here in a way, you know what I mean? Um, what what grabbed your attention to you personally?
0: What grabbed my attention was the problem I had with Last Jedi and with my beef with any Star Wars movie that doesn't have enough fighting. Okay. Um, and not to say necessarily action fighting, but just like Last Jedi, as we talked about, there was a lot of ambiguity. It... I I felt too much ambiguity. Right. Like I felt like they didn't it, Ryan Johnson or whoever was not like they didn't want to make up their mind as to what direction it was going. It it would really tease me with really exciting twist potential
1: and then no twist. Um, Absolutely. In fact, I I heard it put best in another podcast I listened to a while ago. Um the Force Awakens was a movie that had built itself on questions, which is fine. But then The Last Jedi is a movie that answers no questions at all. <laughs> Perfect.
0: Yeah, we. And, I really wanted a lot of answers yeah, in that movie, and we didn't get any, really.
1: Right. In fact, all it did was confuse people even more because I feel like in a lot of ways – that movie was trying to be subversive for the sake of being subversive, like everything yeah. along the way. Uh, you know, it was, oh, you expected this character to go in this direction. Well, let's take a sharp left turn for the sake of it and not answer why we're doing that. Um, and that was kind of my core problem with the movie. It It's these directions, but we never explained why. And you know if we're going to continue in some of those directions, that's fine. I just want some more explanation as to why some of these choices were made. Which I'm hoping Ryan Johnson, since he start, or I'm sorry, since J.J. Abrams started this trilogy, I'm hoping, despite the middle piece being made by Ryan Johnson, I'm hoping he could kind of all wrap it up together. So mm. that's my.
0: Yeah, he's got a lot on his plate with this because uh, even I think the best that this movie could be. I think if Ryan Johnson had been a bit more decisive, we'll call it, right? I, like I think that the, JJ would have less on his plate in just running time wise of like I have these questions to answer for the greatest. What do you even call a nine movie trilogy? A trilogy? <laughs> but like you know he's got a lot of extra work to do just because by virtue of the fact that like and you know you know how I know that too is even the defenders of Last Jedi how many of them go yeah but we got the next one right and you're like well then why did I sit there for two hours if we're always gonna keep talking about the like this isn't a Marvel movie we don't have that much time
1: exactly
0: And like, these are, this is sacred stuff. Like you can't get away with for me and and people defend it. And this is a little bit of a tangent, but I think it ties into the general star Wars discussion of like, these movies aren't Marvel movies in, insofar as there's not that many of them and it's uh, an historical property. It changed film forever. And it's like nine, isn't that many. um, And to say what i what i was saying about like solo, a lot of people just said well i was entertained watching it
1: right
0: like, well that's not good enough because these the, even even those even those like spin-off movies aren't that they need to be like solid like rogue one was say what you will if you didn't like it like it you can at least ha- you at least have to admit like it's a
1: well executed film and story absolutely and to your point like so in the Marvel, with the Marvel movies, or even with, like, DC movies, you know, they're all very different pieces that connect loosely to a greater universe. So let's say you get a bad Spider-Man movie or a bad Ant-Man movie. That's fine, because that ultimately won't necessarily affect the story that Avengers is going to tell. Yeah. Whereas these movies, they're all interconnected, and even the off-pieces like Solo are directly affecting the continuity. Like these are all directly tied into each other in some form or fashion. Um, so when you have things like the last Jedi uh, that are just very controversial and very, um, I guess, you know, in a certain aspect, kind of shaking to the mythos uh, it's very jarring because that affects that affects all the movies prior and affects all the movies moving forward because it's, it's a continuity a a tight continuity. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very tight continuity. I mean, we're so Marvel, you get away with quite literally a comic book property of, you know, come back for the next issue because this is going to be coming out every month for the rest of your life. Right. (laughs) Whereas like there's only nine movies. That's it. Of this story. Right. Um, and, yeah, so, like, but, sorry, so back to comic terms, The is, how many comic books are nine issues? Like, the, if they are, they have to be really tight, well-done stories.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: so, back to, like, let's get into some specifics for, for people about Last Jedi. I, I want to give an example of what I'm talking about, and then bring it back to Rise of Skywalker of, uh, like, What I didn't like about it and what excites me for Rise of Skywalker, what it doesn't look like J.J.'s going to do here, is, like, one of my biggest beefs with Last Jedi was, again, it's because I got so excited that I have a beef, too. Like, I don't think overall, too, I don't want listeners to think, like, I think it's a terrible movie. I, I... as, you know, if I was to defend it as entertaining, you gotta say, like, that movie is very entertaining.
1: (laughs) Um, in certain portions, absolutely.
0: I find it entertaining to watch. I sit there and go, like, all right, that looks very Star Wars, this and that. But I, you know, it anyway. So, but like, my one of my biggest beasts was with, and what teased me was in the scene that, um, when Ray is discovering that, like, how ambiguous the past is between Luke and Ben Kenobi and you know, Kylo Ren before he's Kylo Ren. And then you have Luke, like, about to kill the kid in his sleep. Uh, And then that's a plot point. But then you go back and find out, like, oh, actually, I wasn't going to do it. I, I," it's like, and then they kind of did that at the end, too, of, like, you know, when he shows up, but he's not actually there. It's like, oh, we're going to see Luke Skywalker be a Jedi. Really, for the first time, in terms of, like, modern... In terms of modern um, special effects, once again, Mm -hmm. this is a franchise that changed film forever, special effects wise. Specifically with CG, they're the ones making the movie, and Luke doesn't even show up for the really the first time we're ever going to get to see him spark a lightsaber for real, right? Like those. I mean, yes, it was an amazing scene at the end of Return of the Jedi. It's my one of my favorites, if not favorite scene of the whole trilogy is luke in that black suit fighting his father against evil i mean that's
1: that is my absolute favorite scene in the entire uh star wars saga yeah
0: like i can easily say that if i had to choose yes agreed because going back to it it's like what is fascinating about what i'm talking about with ryan johnson's you know scene here that i have a beef with is because it's like it was powerful because it played with that ambiguity of like Is Luke going to turn dark like this? His father might turn him. You don't know what's going to happen by the end of that. And he came really close
1: to that line. Yeah.
0: And the Emperor set it all up perfectly, as we all know. It was like the ultimate story chess match of like, all of your friends are dying. You have a, a front row seat to watching all of these rebels and your friends getting killed. Um, I'm, if If you don't work out, we're going to kill you and then take your sister anyway. Right. Like everything was set up. And that kind of thing was like, holy shit, like Luke is and after all of that passed and worrying about what he might be up against, like a new a new emperor has corrupted a kid who is as powerful as my father, Darth Vader. Fuck this. Like, I'm going to kill this kid in his sleep. That's a crazy yet understandable. If you consider like the idea of killing a Hitler, like if you want to get philosophical here, it's like you can kill Hitler right now if you can like right. that time machine thing of like killing Hitler as a kid.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Right. Um, and I just, the fact that they weakened that with him going like, well, actually I wasn't going to do it. And then even in that scene, like she takes out a lightsaber and starts to fight him. Um, but he doesn't take out the green lightsaber and, and fight her back. It's like, everything was this set up and tease and nothing paid off. Whereas to tie it into rise of Skywalker and then I'll pass it off to you. Like it opens with, with, in us again let's stick to the not just subtitle the title title of all these movies star wars uh you know everyone criticizes any one of these movies and it's a big one that i have of like not honoring the title of like let's get the fighting going and he the word fight comes out of luke's voice over mouth in like the first sentence he's like this is your fight now um and right she sparks the lightsaber and um, the first thing the first piece of action we see is her fighting evil directly she's fighting kylo ren directly does that parkour backflip head on uh and then the last quick thing i want to say special effects wise really excited me in that uh because i definitely don't want to forget about this jj uh at least shot force awakens on film and i think Mm -hmm. he probably not only did that again but Even if he didn't, he did the old film effect. When she sparks the lightsaber, I'm so glad I rewatched it just now. Fucking it like he didn't even bother making it look like modern. When you see the spark, it's like an old film effect when in one clip, like in one frame, it's the lightsaber is not on. And then the next frame, it's on. like it looks like the 70s spark of a lightsaber.
1: Right. And it has that like I'm looking at it right now. It has that like waviness to it, you know? He did that, too, with, um, with uh, The Force Awakens. Especially the scene that stands out to me in Force Awakens is when Finn is using it against that uh, Stormtrooper. Or, I guess not Stormtrooper, it's the Last Order trooper. Uh, he, I don't know, just the, the sound effect of the lightsaber that he gave it, the, the look of it, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, it's, I, I really like, he makes it look that. like
0: shitty special effects purposely. And he did that with, um, and again, I want to pass this off to you and see what you think about not only what I said, but just in general, what like overall impressions and what first hit you, like your first question. But um, another quick example of JJ doing that with effects was in Force Awakens, my friend who's obsessed with Star Wars, my friend Pete, he's the one who used to write for Marvel. I used to work with him and Mm -hmm. uh, like his knowledge of Star Wars is silly. He's an official 501st uh cosplayer stormtrooper. Like, these are the guys who have to get the That's suits awesome. approved by... It all has to be movie-quality stuff for you to march with the 501st stormtroopers and shit.
1: Yeah, he's no That's joke. Incredible. He's
0: done a Kylo Ren, he's got the um, OT original trilogy stormtrooper suit, and now he's working on uh, a Tusken Raider. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he was saying that in Force Awakens, he noticed that in the crawl of the credits in the beginning, like the story crawl, the yellow lettering would uh, shift like it would jitter right to left because they were doing it with basically like overhead film shit. And he said JJ brought that that back in 2015 for Force Awakens.
1: I I haven't noticed, but I'll have to go back and look. That's awesome, though.
0: So, what do you think about not only you know you don't have to comment necessarily on what I said, but what to answer your question too of like what hit you when you watched it? What maybe um, we did get into a bit of like distinguishing between not to shit on Last Jedi, but just maybe what you kind of have to talk about. It's the follow up and maybe some comparisons of like what what you would want to see from this that maybe we haven't gotten or yeah, go for it.
1: Right. So to your point about JJ Abrams, first of all, and his cinematography style and just his, his way of doing things. I want to say that a lot of people have a problem with the force awakens because they feel it was too indicative of especially a new hope. And while I do think it was derivative, I think more so, and th- this is kind of why I have an appreciation for that movie. I think this is clearly a movie made by someone that has a deep appreciation for Star Wars, and I feel that that movie is kind of just a love letter to Star Wars as the as like an entire mythos. Like I think uh, JJ just kind of very masterfully captures that Star Wars feeling and that Star Wars essence. Uh yes. in my opinion, anyway. And so, um, The Last Jedi had, like, in my opinion, tonally, it kind of caught that, but not as masterfully as J.J. And what I find interesting about this trailer is the second, I I don't know what it was, the second the shot even opened up, I got that classic Star Wars feel again. uh, Just in in a way that I haven't felt since The Force Awakens. And I think that's just kind of, in, in a way, a testament to J.J.'s style. I think he gets the tone for Star Wars and I think whether it's a trailer or the entire movie I think he just understands it and so I'm really excited because I didn't necessarily feel that tone entirely when the last Jedi trailer dropped but I immediately have that tone now I don't know what it is but just tonally I'm there and that really gives me hope for this movie that's a great way to
0: put it yeah it's like I felt that too um it There's just nothing about it that's not Star Wars. I didn't feel that way with um, Solo at all. I saw that trailer and was like, that doesn't look like a Star Wars movie at all. Um, I also think that's a solid sample, though, of what the movie is. I still haven't finished that movie. I've watched a total of, I think, 25 minutes of it. (laughs) It's not even to be...
1: like It's really not even to be like shitty about it. I just can't... Finish it. Well, Solo, because I, I saw it in theaters, and I haven't seen it th- since. Solo, in my opinion, is one of those examples of... It was, you know, it was kind of fun to me. Like, I didn't dislike it, but it felt very unnecessary. It's one of these things where... I, I've always been a fan, um or I'd rather an advocate of... I don't want to know too much about... um about the things we're talking about. So for example, it you know, we, we were always told about the the legendary Kessel run and we're always told about um you know, just bits of Han Solo's past. I don't need <laughs> to see that. In fact, I find it more impressive and more of a testament to his character of um did this actually happen? Did it happen the way he says it does? Um you know, it's it's kind of part of the charm of Han Solo's character in particular, really. Um, because he's kind of a bullshitter, but at the same time he can kind of back it up. So, don't necessarily know if you know what he's saying is true. But but he ha- but he's kind of a badass, you know. And 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 that's kind of cool. He's winging it. Um, when you show me everything that he says he's done exactly as he said it, it for me personally, I'm actually far less impressed. Mm. Um, yeah, if you know what I'm saying and and actually to, to kind of connect it to. Something in in my area of the court, um, and and yours really, uh, you know, bring it to like Batman, it's, it's exactly why I personally don't need a Joker movie because I think the Joker works a lot more effectively when he's left in a lot of ambiguity. I don't need to see his backstory. In fact, I would rather not see his backstory. Whether the movie's good or not is irrelevant. I think that that character works off of the ambiguity that surrounds him. Uh, you know, and, and I think that having a movie where you explicitly show everything that has crumbled him and has broken him and has turned him into the Joker makes the Joker a lot less intimidating because the Joker is someone where you see, um, you, you see this monster and you're like, I, you know, is this even someone that's conscious of... You know, human feeling and human emotion, like, or is he just do these things because he's insane? If you show him every step of the way as a human being, and you make him almost sympathetic to a degree, I'm sorry, you've kind of removed a lot of the intimidation of Mm -hmm. the Joker. And I feel kind of that way about Solo. I don't necessarily want to see what has turned him into the legendary Han Solo, quote unquote. Um, I I would rather that story have not have been told, whether the movie was marginally fun or not. So I, I, I agree with you in, in terms of Solo, even for different reasons. I just, I don't, I don't know. I felt it was unnecessary. Uh, but I did, however, really enjoy Rogue One. I thought that was a pretty fun yeah, movie, I in that. my I opinion. Love Rogue um, One. I, I, I think that uh, that was another movie that, in my opinion, kind of caught the essence of Star yeah. Wars. Um, I, I will say about this movie, I mean, there's not really much to go on in uh, a lot of this. A lot of this is very speculative because, you know, I, I don't know. I, I sense a lot of misdirection here, which I could appreciate, but um, I I think, the, I think the thing I want answered most is because I think that Last Jedi was a lot of red herrings. Now, I have only seen Last Jedi. Wow. I cannot say that. So, once <laughs> oh, wait, one, one and a half. Yeah, really, Last I, saw, Jedi, I, I thought you were saying through, Force Awakens. I was like, I watched the shit out of that. Yeah, Last, Last Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, Last Jedi. I've seen it about two, two, one and a half times. I saw it once in theaters and then kind of sparsely with one of my friends not too long yeah. after, but then I couldn't fit it. Um, but Last Jedi seems like there's a lot of. A lot of misdirection and a lot of, like, setting things up. It seemed like what I what I think happened was I don't know when it was confirmed that J.J. Abrams was coming back. And I think that Ryan Johnson was trying to clear the board so he can kind of move the story in the direction he wanted to, but then the ball got tossed back to J.J., so we're in this weird interim that doesn't match up. So a lot of things were set up, like – um, you know the whole line about how Ray's parents are nobodies and how Ray's a nobody. I think that you know, I mean, there's easy ways to fix that, but more so, what I find interesting was if you remember, like the Last Jedi had an epilogue where you saw that kid use. the Oh music in the yeah,
0: room. forgot and about that. So, I really didn't like that, but go ahead.
1: I and and what, what bothered me about that was. We're almost treating the force like it's yeah. a superpower, like like all you need to do is acknowledge it and kind of and, and understand that there are people that use it. When in actuality, it's a monk culture. It's something you have to train, you know, your entire life to master and understand. And even if you're powerful in the force, that doesn't necessarily mean you can just use it by understand. I mean, if that was the case, then Luke Skywalker at at age you know eight years old would be picking the well yeah it's up like well, then what's the I point mean,
0: it, of you, the skywalker family story if everybody can
1: be a jedi right so yeah so i don't know I'm kind of wondering what they're going to do with that that's probably my biggest question even above no, all I, the race compl- i'm uh, very just,
0: glad you brought that up i completely
1: forgot about that yeah uh I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that means we're going to start a new Jedi order. I don't know if that if it's just going to be that one specific kid. I, I really don't know what that meant, and I don't know what that means in the context of the, the larger Yeah, I'm story. really hoping that... Um, I'm hoping it's Ray going, like... I'm
0: hoping Ray has to train that kid, and then they start with that. Um, Or, like, not right. train, but, like, just find the kid and guide him. I don't think she's ready to train yet, but maybe that'll also be, like part of her uh and if you're talking about the rise of skywalker i mean maybe that kid's a skywalker though there yeah could be
1: that well one predominant theory who would he be that was though i guess if
0: kylo ren maybe slept around the universe which he would have
1: maybe although i always took that ending as like he's He's not attached to anyone. It's just he's someone that believes the Jedi Order, and you know he's kind of "quote unquote" hope. You know, the, the kids believe in the Jedi Order, so there's still hope that that the light side has. You know. Uh, oh, definitely. I mean, that's stuff. how I took it at the
0: time, but I don't. I think with this title, though, at least there's on that on that topic that to... might
1: be something. You know. Right. Um, I. Now the the- a predominant theory that was run around, and maybe they alluded to this in the last Jedi, I really don't remember, um, is that the For- see the force is all about balance, the-, mm-hmm. the light and the dark. And so I always a lot of people were saying, well, there was such a massive imbalance in the force that uh, Ray is a nobody. her parents are irrelevant. And the reason she's so powerful in the Force is because the Force is almost using her as a tool to help restore balance. Um, kind of working through her because balance is just so, you know, in, in disarray right now. You know, we have... We, we have we had Snoke at the time. There was Kylo Ren who, you know, is leaning dark. And so uh, there was no type of balance. There was no Jedi Order. Luke had kind of disconnected himself. So a lot of people were saying that Race, parentage isn't necessarily Luke Skywalker. It's just a matter of the Force is using her as a tool to kind of uh, act out to to be able to restore the balance type thing. A lot of people, I, I've heard that theory. Um, I don't remember if the Last Jedi necessarily confirmed or denied that theory, but I, I do remember hearing that a little bit.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, this is all interesting stuff because it,
1: I my big problem with the end of
0: that with the end of last Jedi and what you're saying about, and I th- that is how I interpreted it at the time of that kid of like, you know, everybody is special. And I think it's just a very generational thing that started with my generation, the millennials and the, you know, anyone born in the mid eighties or forward. It's like everybody's special. Everybody gets a gold star type thing. And it right, felt a little right. like that of like, and I had, I had so many people defended it that way of going like, well, what do you, you, you don't have to be a Skywalker. And if you're going to take these movies into the, you know, you think it's going to end with nine. It's like, no, I don't think it's going to end with nine. But I also think that if this is the Skywalker family story, like, let's wrap it up with the Skywalkers. So that the fact that the word Skywalker is in this subtitle is very exciting to me. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it just honors what the thing is, like, just at least wrap it up with that. Um, and that's what I felt last Jedi, it was full of going like, oh, what you like about this thing for, you know, seven movies, well, we're going to turn that on its head and it never kind of paid off. And I like that this, this feels like a huge payoff.
1: Absolutely. Um, hopefully an effective one. And while you bring up Skywalker, I, um, I'm really interested to see what they're going to do with, um, um. Carrie Fisher's. Yeah, role so we see in the we, we see in that, the
0: teaser. Yeah, uh, let's get to that. Let's get to this uh, because that's on my list too. We see Ray hug Leia in this teaser.
1: Yes, I don't know how big of a part she's going to play, but she is an integral um, piece in the Skywalker, you know, just lineage and, uh, of course, her connection to Kylo Ren. So they can't necessarily like ignore her character or like have her in certain parts, but then kind of have her fade into obscurity like she has to play some type of part so i'm wondering how they're going to do that
0: i do have some notes on that production wise um, Okay,
1: jj made it very clear
0: to the press uh that he will not create a cgi leia for this
1: i heard that he's yes. not going to
0: do what they did i think peter cushing was the guy who played grand moff right and so yes. the CGI, for those unfamiliar, in the movie Rogue One, they did an amazing job of literally recreating a human being who has been dead for some time. Peter Cushing, who was the character Grand Moff Tarkin from um, the Star Wars OT original trilogy. They brought him back for Rogue One and completely created him. Um, I mean, you can tell it's CG, but it's still incredible. They did the same thing at the, very, at the tail end of Rogue One 4. Princess Leia they brought back they just created a new hope aged 19 year old Carrie Fisher and then I think she did the voiceover for one
1: line and do you know what hurt me about that I saw Rogue One on the day that she passed or at least the, na- the day that the new I got the news and I, I was not expecting I did not know that was at the end and it completely broke me like I, I broke I could oh not wow yeah I remember that so distinctly. I, I could not. I didn't realize that. she died while that
0: was still in theaters. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah, um, so like
0: they're, they had, JJ was very clear that he's not doing that for Carrie Fisher. So for those listening, you know, that's also a, a, a to to your point about like how they're going to deal with her, you know, she's, she's not around to obviously shoot anything new. That footage So that also means that that footage was from um, Force Awakens. And that's been confirmed, too, that, like, that is unused footage from Force Awakens of Rey hugging Leia. And they're just going to use as much as they can of that stuff, they said, to piece together. um, It was obviously an unexpected turn, even for JJ in the wrap up, to not have Leia around. Whether whether they, you know, would have wanted to kill her, like, you could still get production wise. Um, Carrie Fisher to, to shoot any kind of flashback or flash forward whatever but now that she's not around right. like that obviously affects um, production and so it's interesting to your point of like how are they going to what does that mean of her hugging um, Leia is it going to tie into the subtitle idea of like obviously Leia's a Skywalker is that her aunt is that her you know
1: right right um, and yeah, I, I, I have no idea. Um, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm really interested to see that, but also talking about familiar faces. Let's talk about Billy. Oh D. yeah. William. So that's
0: on the list. We see Lando Calrissian, Billy D Williams, baby is back. Yeah. Flying the Falcon, and apparently, I'm... like, in that video, they were saying, this. the last time we saw him was at the end of Return of the Jedi, flying the Falcon. I forgot about that. That's true. And they that's said the suit is the exact, like, that yellow-lined cape thing that he always rocks. And even Donald Glover yeah. was wearing it. The iconic fucking Lando suit. He's flying that. The only thing that's missing from this, and then I'll hand it off to you, because you brought it up, uh, <laughs> is... I wish I know it makes only it only makes sense that chewie is flying the falcon with with Lando in this, but I really want nine numb back <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it was nine numb and I always love that character just visually he looks so weird if not I don't want to get graphic, but he looks just google nine numb star wars it's he he looks sexual <laughs> we'll say that um. He does. And he does. so I really want to see him flying the Falcon again. I'm hoping we get a shot of Lando and Nineum. <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah, dude, Lando.
1: Oh no, I was just saying how I'm excited to see him um return. And I the only thing I wish though is that I wish we got to see a scene with him interacting with um Han Solo one more time before Han Solo died, but um, I don't know. Some people think that maybe Han Solo is part of the Force, although I, I don't know if um, I don't know if he's supposed to play any type of role in this. Harrison Ford, like if he's gonna be like a Force ghost of any type or anything like well, that. it would like be
0: that. cool to at least get but, like they could shoot. They could have shot flashbacks at least of the two of them
1: being older, running into each other. They could do right. that. They, they could. Um, and I would, I'd be really happy to see that. But I am at least very happy to see Lando return. I know a lot of people have been asking for him. I've been asking for him. Uh, so that, that has me very excited. And he looks great. He does. Yeah, people. So in the last one, apparently he was
0: supposed to come back for um, – He was supposed to make a cameo. There were theories and or maybe this was true. I don't know if you know, but that he was supposed to make a cameo in Last Jedi. And that's why they did that whole stupid. I'm calling it stupid because I didn't like it. And a lot of people didn't either. um, That gambling planet.
1: Yeah, I thought I thought he was going to be there. So
0: Lando, it's like a big casino. That's your James Bond. Like, I don't have a problem with a casino. James Bond. It was you know that that was like the cantina of the movie. I didn't have a problem with that either, which was very obvious. But like, it just didn't pay off. But anyway, that would have that but that would have made that pay off if we got Orlando, cameo. But apparently, in fact, was, I thought- to bring back to how he looks. Apparently, he was really big at the time, <laughs> and so they didn't <laughs> shoot it. I don't know if that's true. Did you hear that that he was just like super out of shape, so they didn't do it?
1: I didn't hear that, but I did. I thought that he was going to be there. And I, in fact, I thought he should have been the, um, the connect to the guy. Like they call uh Maz Kanata and Maz Kanata connects them to, uh, you know, their, their guy. But I, I thought it should have been Lando, instead of, personally. uh, like, if you just replaced
0: Benicio del Toro with Lando, it would have worked.
1: Yeah. Or have Lando be the guy that, uh, Connects them to Benicia's oh, character. You're either or, I'm fine with either. I just, I, you don't have a casino scene and not have Lando there. I, I found that very glaring. I thought he should have been there. And I find it interesting that you heard that he was supposed to be or that he could have been because I didn't hear that. But yeah,
0: it also could have been, I mean, this was a while ago when Last Jedi came out, but it also could have just been like someone on a podcast saying, this would have been a perfect opportunity. Like, I don't know. I, I just remember he-
1: no, absolutely. Yeah, I just
0: remember hearing that, and then I also remember hearing though that he was like not physically, um, kind of. <laughs> he wouldn't have looked Lando enough, let's say, because right. the guy's supposed to be a well, looks slick, good. you know, like player, and if he's like gigantic, that doesn't work. <laughs> um, all right, so we hit Lando, Leia. Let's. There's there's two more things that we definitely got to hit here. Um, we see the remnants of a death star. Yes. A lot of people are saying it's the second death star. We've gotten two death stars. We've gotten the whatever the thing is at the end of um last or what is it? Force Awakens, but that's not what this is because this they've you know like it's definitely one of the original OT death stars either from New Hope or um return of the jedi what do you think well And what um... does it mean like what is it i mean we all know that like that death star is blown up somewhere and and is somewhere but like it's you know not just which one is it but what does it mean for them to find it were they looking for it like there's just so many questions as to why they would bother showing it
1: yeah um and and I'm sure this directly connects to your next and final point yes. um and we can wrap it up with that <laughs> yeah um so between that shot and that laugh, there's a lot of ambiguity yeah, so I get mean, into, before they... you say just that laugh,
0: so what do we hear right after we see that uh death star ruins?
1: <laughs> I think you put it best we hear the laugh of. The, the Joker of Star Wars, of really, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Everything goes back to Batman,
0: number one. But number two, it really works for this movie, I think.
1: It does. Um, no, but we hear who we are all led to believe is the laugh of Sidious. Uh, and I I just, I, I don't know what to ma- I mean, no one really knows what to make of that, especially since we get that after... Uh, seeing the shot of, you know, the broken Death Star. I mean, it, you could, they they could be looking for him. They could stumble across that in, in a, you know, in search of looking for him. You know, he, they could just stumble across. I mean, I, I, I really don't know what to make of all that. Well, here's really. something um, that
0: hit me almost right away of like, if you can have a forced ghost of a Jedi, why can't you have a
1: forced ghost of a Sith? True. Now I'm not a Star Wars expert by any means. I don't know if that's ever been done in the expanded universe. Um, I don't know if that would be something new. Like I, I don't, I don't know if that's a thing. I mean, it might be. I, I've never. A I mean, look, question, Obi Wan
0: Kenobi never fucking died. We always get his force goes for Luke, and then what? Right. Yeah, right. And uh, then we get, um. Mm-hmm. And then we get the same thing with Luke, clearly here, because he's a Force ghost now, if we're hearing his voiceover. Uh, We see Anakin Skywalker as a Force ghost at the end of Return of the Jedi, who is Darth Vader, who was a Sith, like, ten minutes before that. (laughs) So I think, like, the Emperor, who is potentially more powerful than Vader, uh, or at least of equal power as Vader, you know, I... I I wouldn't be surprised if he's around to that. And the other thing with him that you got to, I love that they are that they are bringing him back because if this is the Skywalker family story, if there is all this emphasis of the grandson of Darth Vader fanboying his own grandfather and obsessing over him and, and having all these identity issues of like, am I him? Am I my own guy? Am I evil? Am I good? Um, tying it all up. Family wise, Skywalker wise, to have the guy who corrupted his grandfather be a potential Force ghost to maybe be his, maybe be Kylo Ren's, because either way, Kylo, both Kylo Ren and Ray are put to their final tests in this movie. However, that turns out, and we all have the potential. By the way, what was interesting about not just the general ambiguity of like you know, could these people turn, could they not? Like, the last movie, there was... I, I really would have liked a big cliffhanger. This is what I wouldn't have minded if they ended Last Jedi with in terms of ambiguity. Because you have the cliffhanger, you do have the idea of... What I'm saying is, like, I had have, have a big problem with people, as I said, going like, oh, wait for the next one. But with... Last, I wouldn't have had a problem waiting for the next one if you gave us an, Emperor, an Empire Strikes Back type cliffhanger of... When Ray and so Kylo Ren kills Snoke, and then Ray and him are fighting back to back. That's the ultimate scene of ambiguity, and probably one of the greatest lightsaber battles we might ever get on film. That was amazing, of them taking out all those fucking first order guards, dude.
1: It was so creative,
0: uh, and the, yeah, so creative. Uh Like, and then them t- even like the visuals of it like tearing down the background that big red background and everything burning it was it was glorious um i'm also obsessed oh the praetorian guards that's what they're called those i'm obsessed with those figures those suits they were amazing 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 but what didn't pay off there was like i wish like ray had almost turned out like i i wish she had gotten charged with the dark side and gotten like bloodthirsty from killing all those guys And then, like Kylo Ren would have to stop her from doing something crazy type thing. Meanwhile, Luke is doing his thing outside, and then Kylo Ren has to fight him. Like, I think that would have been a much more instead of instead of like if they just ended it kind of there with her like with her with red in her eyes. Maybe she like picks up his cross saber or something. Some shit like that would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, So my point is like if this ends. This could end with Rey turning bad. That would be fascinating. It could end with Kylo Ren turning good, which also wouldn't be as sad either, because then you have him redeeming himself and her turning evil. So to wrap up what I'm saying, like, and with the Emperor thing, that he could be coming back as a force ghost to corrupt and put both those characters to the test.
1: Absolutely. As he's been doing
0: since episode one.
1: Absolutely, and...
0: um... To the Skywalker family.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, and, you know, to your point, you were just talking about when they were fighting the guards, um, I feel like it would have drawn a really good parallel to Luke um, in that Luke was a character that, you know, we were just talking about his conflict in Episode 6 against Vader. Um, He really tapped into, or he was kind of flirting with the darkness and anger when he finally... um, When he finally kind of got the upper hand in the combat with Vader, you know, uh, Vader was kind of taunting him saying, well, you have a sister. So if it doesn't work out with you, we'll just get her. And, you know, he snapped and he got really angry and he, you know, it won him the fight, but he realized he had gone too far. He kind of let his anger take the better of him. And I think we could have really drawn an awesome parallel to your point. You know, when she's taking out the guard, she realizes quite how powerful she is and she kind of lets her anger kind of succumb. And I think there could have been a really cool dichotomy there.
0: Yeah, like, think about it. You know, you have her standing there with her cousin, who or potentially cousin. Um, The two of them just kick some serious ass together. The biggest bad is out of the way. And then all you have left is this old fucking, you know, Jedi outside that probably the two of you could take. Like, imagine if the two of them ran outside to go fight Luke Skywalker. That would have been out of control. Um, whatever, like, however you do it, it's like there's so much potential hanging in that moment of ambiguity with Snoke getting killed, with the two of them fighting together, their potential, you know, family connection. Uh, but yeah, anyway, that let's again, I don't want to, you know, emphasize too much, and we do have to wrap up. But like, the Emperor thing is really fascinating, and and the idea that like, once again, this is the guy who's been corrupting them since day one that was his ship and and his dream and then like the fall of darth vader all that that symbolized with the death star um and then going to his laugh and then and then the other thing i definitely want to point out the logo of the main title the words star wars are outlined as he's laughing with his exact color of his like that's the emperor's uh blue color yeah those are, like, his lightning bolts. I That's got to be that. I, maybe that's just me, but, like, all of that was just very, like, shit. Like, Palpatine is back, bitches.
1: I actually... I, I do want your opinion on one more thing. You are talking about how, you know, Palpatine might return to, um, obviously, influence him, yeah. which is a very good possibility. But another possibility also, which, you know could happen additionally is and a lot of people have actually been asking about this what if anakin himself actually were in, the, in the form of a ghost to kind of i mean he's kind of the final piece of the puzzle here he's the guy that can directly go to kylo if he opens himself up anyway and say listen i mean i you idolize me but you're wrong too i'm i did horrible things and i i had to kind of face that myself essentially
0: that's a great point yeah
1: like vader
0: yeah if you're gonna do the skywalker family wrap-up um he is as he is as important as the emperor would be and as we've been saying that if they can all come back as force ghosts um and we saw him at the end of jedi he's definitely out there
1: I, i would love if he ends um obi or not obi-wan if he and uh luke came back as ghosts uh, and had this whole i mean it would just it'd be really cool to yeah see.
0: and we got yoda in the last movie so
1: yeah puppet yoda puppet
0: yoda <laughs> yeah that was pretty cool i honestly uh just real quick I, that didn't excite me nearly as much as it excited everyone else i mean uh, do i get excited to see puppet yoda of course i'm a fucking star wars fan but it's like
1: i didn't need that to be honest I wasn't excited only because I was so uncomfortable with the rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was kind of like... I don't know. It, it, like I was like, okay, that's there. But if anything, it almost made me a little more upset because it's surrounded by... It's in context of such a kind of mess of a movie. <laughs> yeah. But uh, back to Force Ghost, we do want to see. That would be badass. And
0: you do have to... Uh... You gotta do something with Vader.
1: Absolutely. Oh man. Absolutely. And and this was easier, so we're definitely gonna see more trailers dropping as time moves forward. I just hope they don't show too much. And uh Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um I guess do you have like five more minutes? Sure. Okay. Cause there actually is two things here that we didn't hit on my list here. Um, okay. One of them will hit real quick. The medal from so Leia. It looks like either Leia or Ray is like stroking with their thumb this the a gold medal. And in that video I was watching the fan video, um, I didn't pick up on this. That is the apparently the same exact medal that we saw Luke and um, the crew receive at the end of A New Hope that Leia adorns them with in the award ceremony. Really, that's the same metal apparently,
1: and the other interesting Int- thing—I'm sure it is. I just didn't notice that. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, I didn't notice it either. The other interesting thing is that, according to these Star Wars nerds who made that video, the significance of those metals have had never been explained thus far. So no one ever knew like what they actually meant. So apparently, they're wrapping up like nerdy level Star Wars stuff. <laughs> Which is pretty cool, because that's the very first Star Wars movie that we ever see. So once again, J.J.'s just like, hey, you got any questions? I'm answering all of them. Which is why I'm so excited that he's back. I'm really happy that he's here. Oh, me too, dude. Um, and then that was just a quick, like, trivia, interesting thing. The final thing, it said in the trailer, this is really important here. I mean, we've been touching on it, but, like, it's saying the saga ends in this movie. Yes. what, so like, we know we're going to keep getting episode 10, 11, 12, but what exactly like,
1: uh,
0: or or are they just not going to have episode orders anymore? Do you think they're going to honor the friend? Do you think they're going to imagine if they were that honorable of the stories that they refuse to number it after this? I don't think that's going to happen. Number one, but number two, it's like if they're saying it's ending what do you, god what do you like what do you think all that means would you be happy if they stop numbering absolutely but i'm also kind of old and grew up with this stuff right like i part of me wants to say if i had a kid right now i'd want them to see star wars episode 11 but if they're doing all these spin-off movies it's also like who gives a shit right so you don't have to keep numbering them they're not comics they've always been their own thing so i personally would prefer yeah. If you're asking, I'd prefer them to stop numbering them. I, I just took, don't think that's
1: going to happen, but <laughs> I don't think so either. Personally, how I took that is, and I did notice that I, I took it as like just this particular, uh, arc. Like, uh, so obviously like there's the one, two, and three, there's the four five and six. And so I, I always took it as like th- this particular story that we're telling, um, you know, the, the 7, 8, and 9, th- this is coming to an end, but I, I don't know. I mean, I personally, too, would be happy if they stopped numbering. Um, I'm, I'm someone that I always say, tell a story if you have a story to tell. So if you are going to keep numbering and you do want to keep Star Wars going, I mean, obviously, it's it's a massive cash cow. But I would rather them, if they're going to continue, tell stories that you have to tell. Like, don't just keep making movies for the sake of making movies. I think that has gotten other uh, sagas and other kind of movie franchises and TV shows into trouble. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. But I, I just took that personally. Like, this particular story arc that we're telling is coming to an end.
0: Yeah, that's but... pretty much how I took it. I mean, it's a cash cow. They're not... Number one, I'm not naive enough to think they're going to stop making these movies. Number two, it's like, I don't also think that they're going to just do these spinoffs, but I think what it might seem like they could, Disney is smart enough and rich enough and they do care enough. Uh, right. I think for a corporation that size and like with people like JJ on their side and hiring real filmmakers, bringing back like, you know, Spielberg type people like Kathleen Kennedy to oversee things mm-hmm. a person like Kathleen Kennedy I wouldn't put it past her to say we're no longer going to call them episodes if you do want to do like let's say they wanted to make a sequel to Rogue One it would be Rogue One Two like you can make sequels you can make more of these spinoffs but they're no longer going to be called episodes and that is specifically to honor that which is the Skywalker family story That I I would respect that. That would be awesome. Yeah, I would respect that because you got to consider like they're gonna make sequels, they're gonna make more, but you can still contain it. And I don't know. That's what I would personally prefer.
1: Yeah, I never thought of it like that.
0: I I I I would respect that. And it also seems like they're kind of they might do that based on the trailer. That's why I'm not just wish listing here. Like it says. Explicitly, like the saga comes to an end, right? Um, that also could be just because it's built into the subtitle, The Rise of Skywalker, that it's, <laughs> but whatever. Still, it's interesting. Um, and that's that's everything that's on my list, man.
1: Yeah, we touched upon everything I wanted to hit. All I can say is, I'm actually very excited. Um, I <laughs> It's funny. I I think to make a compare or like an analogy, when the <coughs> Force Beacons came out, obviously I I I was excited. You know, I didn't really know what to expect, but I was excited, and I and I loved that movie. When the Last Jedi came out, I almost felt as far as the trailer goes, I felt the same as when I saw the um, Age of Ultron trailer. Like I just wasn't moved. Like I. I wasn't excited, but I wasn't not excited. Like, I just kind of didn't really care. Nothing really grabbed me. Mm. But then this trailer, I don't know. I'm, I'm really grabbed. I'm really excited. And I, I don't know. Like, so... I don't know. It's just... It's kind of a... It's a nice feeling to be able to be excited for this movie. Because I, I wasn't excited when I saw the last Jedi trailer. And... Um, I, I look forward to seeing more trailers like this. You know, hopefully, again, we don't see too much revealing stuff, like, put enough to keep me teased and enough to keep me, you know, interested, but don't show too much. I feel like we live in an age now where trailers need to show you everything, mm-hmm. and I, I like that. It's kind of why I'm avoiding uh, endgame trailers at this point. Like, new ones have surfaced, but I have not looked at them, and I, I don't plan to. Oh, wow. So, so um yeah like Game yeah. of thrones
0: trailers i won't watch the game of thrones trailer personally
1: yeah yeah i i i want to see enough to get me enticed but i don't want to see enough where i start like it starts informing me of things that are going to happen too much you know what i mean so but this this is a good teaser in my opinion this is how you do a teaser Hell yeah. And uh,
0: to wrap it all up, teaser wise, Star Wars wise, they have, I got to give them credit, even for the recent movies, maybe that I haven't liked Their when they relaunched with Force Awakens, their marketing and trailers and not giving things away has been stellar work. Absolutely. Whereas you're saying, you know, the entire three act structure, as a lot of people have said of like, when that Batman v Superman trailer first dropped in 2015 for the 2016 release, it was like literally the three acts of the movie in the trailer. (laughs) Um, Someone had pieced together at one point, like almost 20 minutes or like 15 minutes. It was this insane amount of trailer time. Like you could have watched the whole movie. Um, Whereas... And they've had some really good trailers, I think DC and and Warner Brothers, but they they're not nearly as good at even this trailer, dude. Like, no one knew this thing came out of absolutely nowhere. Right. Um. They're so airtight with their stuff, and I love that about them. I think in an age of the internet, I don't know how they possibly do that. They must have like, they must just make people sign away their firstborn to not talk about this shit.
1: Especially for Star Wars. Like yeah. I mean it's I, I I that's such a good point. I mean it it's really impressive how quiet they are about these things.
0: Yeah, they're ninja marketing. It's nuts. Yeah. So I am excited, yeah, for more of these. Um but in the spirit of seeing more and not wanting things given away, I might dip out of these trailers too. Like I'll be tempted of course, but because, specifically because this is, and this is the last thing I'll say, uh but, like, specifically because this is the last of all the movies, um, not even production-wise, like, let's say they had done, they have wrapped up, like, four, five, and six or whatever at the end. I mean, like, this is the end of the nine movies, it... I almost it's like the it's like the Game of Thrones like especially this season. I never watch the trailers for Game of Thrones, but this is the end of Game of Thrones, and I just don't anything that ends ends. I don't want and like it with End Game. Like you're talking about, it, that's a good point. Like I might not watch continue to watch this stuff.
1: Yeah, I've seen just enough of End Game's trailers that I'm interested. I don't want to see anymore. A lot of things are ending, man. Yeah. Which means a time of new beginnings will be upon us soon. And what that will look like, I have no idea.
0: Interesting stuff, man. Yeah, man. All right, well, this was awesome. I got to go, but thank you for doing this, dude. Thanks for having me, man. Oh, this is so much fun. I'm glad we got this out of our systems. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you've been dying to talk about it, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's Star Wars. How can you not? And again, like the end. This isn't just ramping up for Last Jedi. Like, this is it, bitch.
1: I know, uh, I I just I look forward to the next trailer. I I just I want to see a little bit more, but not too much. And like at my age too,
0: the last of even the oldest movies was only three, like two years before I was born. Like Return of the Jedi came out in 1983. I was born in 85. Wow. So like these, I've always had Star Wars in my life, right? And then when the prequels came out in 99. 2002 and then 2005 I was all over that even though they weren't great or good at all um that was and then there was also I'm old enough also to remember you were you probably remember but in 97 when they did the um when George Lucas did the what's it called special edition Star Wars movies re-released them in the theaters and cleaned them up and added And that's, you know, let's not get into that. But there's a lot of controversy over how he went back and remastered and then changed the movies. But that was a big thing, too, of like two years before the prequels came out. I was in the theater at age 12 watching Star Wars movies, the original trilogy. And that was life changing. I mean, this these movies have been part of everything that is fandom of of me since I was a kid. So the fact that like at 34, like you can't compete with that kind of like. With that kind of, um, I don't know what to call it, uh, you know, just that time in people's lives of, right. of nostalgia, I guess is what I want to say.
1: Not even, I mean, it's, I think even a step beyond nostalgia, I don't even know the word for it. Yeah, I don't either. Like it's just something that's always been a part of your life, like a very specific part. <sighs> Amazing.
0: Yeah. All right, Eli. So this has been update nerd style. Uh, tell them where you can tell them, yeah, tell them where they can find you, Eli. You can find me
1: on Instagram at uh, Batman underscore beyond underscore fan page. You can also, of course, find me at uh, the above and Batman beyond podcast. Uh, look at the bat chat beyond uh, episodes. And, you know, I just, I elusively float around this, uh, this channel here. So, you know, just, Look up Eli Benson on this channel, and I'm sure you'll find me in some form or fashion. Boom. And yeah, you can find the show you're listening to
0: now uh, on Anchor, iTunes, many other pod places. We are Update Nerd Style. Write us a review really helps us out. It really Uh, helps Yeah, thank you for doing that. Um, And check out our other co-host who has been doing most of the episodes recently. Uh, We've been proud to have Hadouin at H A D. OWEN on Instagram and he's been doing a lot of Marvel anime and uh gaming coverage. He's our gaming expert, really awesome. I was thinking about him last night I was at an arcade playing Street Fighter old school 1991 Street Fighter. Oh man. Awesome shit. But uh yeah, so check out his stuff and he's also got his co-host Tilted Cone And finally, all the other shows on our network. Like Eli said, Above and Batman Beyond. You can find that show on iTunes, SoundCloud, BatmanBeyondPodcast.com. We are part of the comic book, INTL.com network. Currently six shows on the network. Uh, Our newest show, Get Futurized, is dropping this week. So we're now, we have six shows, Eli. That's awesome. Loving it. That's Um, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, so check out our show, Above and Batman Beyond. Check out Eli at Batman underscore Beyond underscore fan page uh speaking of social media at update nerd style on instagram and check us out on twitter check us out all over the place at batman beyond podcast on instagram at batman beyond pod on twitter yes all right eli this has been update nerd style say goodbye see you guys later and uh thank you for having me and may the force be with you always may the skywalker rise again (laughs) (laughs) all right later dude see you man